Thank you for joining our study of Deep Torah of Hanukkah. We are a little more than halfway through Hanukkah. We're in a very spiritually intense time. And I'd like to share some very deep Torah, very beautiful deep Torah. I hope with Hashem's help, we'll be able over the next four days to share four four ideas or, or we'll develop not necessarily four, but at least a few concepts that are very, very meaningful and relevant. What I'd like to share with you today is from the Bnei Yisosfer. Amazing, amazing concept. You know, we know, and, and I sit, right now it might take two, two recordings to uh, get through this, but hopefully we'll get through it between today and tomorrow night. We, one of the things we do on, on Hanukkah is we play the dreidel, we spin the dreidel. We know there's a lot of different reasons for spinning the dreidel. That was what they, when they were not allowed, the Jews were not allowed to study Torah. They would study Torah and they would have dreidels nearby. And when the Greeks came by, they would make believe they had just been playing dreidel. Other reasons. But the Venetian Sosphere goes in a very different direction. An amazing, amazing construct. And he starts with what we're going to read about in next week's partial. After Yosef reveals himself to his brothers, the brothers go back to Yaakov. They they he tell they tell Yaakov who who that man, the mysterious leader of Egypt was. And Yaakov says, Let's go down to Egypt. And he sends Yehuda first, first he sends his son Judah, Goshna. Goshna literally means to Goshen. Grammatically in Hebrew, when you have a hey at the end of a word that's not part of the root, sometimes it means that 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 suffix of hey means two, so instead of saying two Goshen, it's Goshen two. Goshen means he sent them to Goshen to the city of Goshen. But why are we being told about this, and why specifically here do we use the suffix of the hey instead of the prefix, which could have been a lamed, which would tell you li Goshen? What's the meaning behind this? So the Bnei Yisrael explains as follows. He says that the Jewish nation, as we've discussed, had to go through four exiles. Bavel, the Babylonians, Madai, the Persians, Yavon, the Greeks, and Romi, the, the, the exile where now it started with Rome. But really everything's rooted in the, the Jews being subjugated in the land of Egypt. The land of Mitzrayim, that's where everything started. And that's the root of everything. Each one of these four exiles is connected to one of the letters of the Tetragrammaton of the four-letter name of Hashem. But we find in a, a hint in, in, in Egypt where it's the root of everything. And he shows so beautifully. You read words sometimes in Torah and you don't understand the depth behind them. When the Jews were being enslaved, the Torah says, Vayekutsu Mifnebine Yisrael. They became, Yekutsu means they became disgusted. The, the Egyptians became disgusted by the Jews. But the word Vayekutsu also means coats, which means a thorn, but also means coats means a dot, like the, th- the, the, the tip of a letter. And the, the, when the four letter name of Hashem is Yud and Hey and Vav and Hey, but then there's the Kutsu Shal Yud, it's the dot at the top of the Yud, which where everything starts, the beginning of writing, the beginning of existence starts with the, the, the dot of the Yud. Vayekutsu of David Eistral refers to the Yud, the beginning of the Yud that's hinted to in Egypt. It also says, It was in those many days that referred to when the Jews were exiled. But Rabbim says, Rabbim stands for, Resh stands for Rome. 
The Bay stands for Bavel, Babylon. Yud stands for Yavan, the Greeks. And Mem stands for Madai, the, the, the Persians. So we find a hint in the, in the, the, Egypt, the, the exile of Egypt as well. Now, the exile is not just four exiles, it's four different experiences. A person has a kach kufani. We have a physical part of ourselves, sickly, the intellectual, nafshi, the spiritual, and then there's the tselalakim, the image of God that contains, that brings it all together. That's the, the four levels that we exist on. And the exiles are parallel to that. Bovel, the Babylonians, was a spiritual exile. Spiritual in terms of they were, they were forced, they were... Nebuchadnezzar attempted to force the Jews to engage in, in idolatry, to give up their soul. Madai, the Persians, was Gufni, was a, was a physical bondage. A physical bondage where they, they wanted to literally annihilate the Jews. Yavon, the Greeks, the time of Hanukkah, was sickly, was intellectual. It was an intellectual battle between the great depth of Torah and the Chachma, the wisdom of the Greeks, was which was not believing that which is beyond philosophy and that was beyond empirical evidence. And finally, Rome, which is the all-encompassing, something to discuss at length in the Maral and the Shemishwal and others, how the exile right now encompasses all four, all, all the three. It's, it's, a, it's a catch-all of all of them. So now we have the four exiles, which are parallel to the four sides. Everything physical has four sides to it. Also, it's the top and bottom, but we're not getting into that now. It has the four sides. And the four sides are the opposite of oneness. You have a, you have a, you have a one, you have a nekuda, you have a dot that's, that's one, that contains everything in it. And then you have the four sides, which re- relates to physical expansion, which is the opposite of the spiritual. And that's exactly what these exiles were. These exiles were diametrically opposed to the spiritual reality reality of the oneness of God and the oneness of the Jewish nation. And Kalal the Jewish nation, is that dot in the middle that brings it all together. And the battle between us and the rest of the world is, is it a world of physicality? Is it a world of the plentifulness? Is it a world of many? Or is it a world of one? That's the, that's the debate. And that's the, the ongoing, not just physical, but intellectual argument between Klal Yisrael, between the Jewish nation and the rest of the world. And what are we told at the end of the days? The verse says in Tzfania and the prophets that then I will turn all the nations to speak clearly together as one to call out in the name of God. Or it says in Zechariah and Zechariah, the prophet Zechariah, In that day, God will be king of the world, and that day he will be one, and his name will be one. In other words, the oneness will come back to the world. We're going through a world of four, of multiplicity. And where does that bring us to? It brings us to the ultimate oneness. Now, Who's going to bring that ultimate, that ultimate grand finale with Mashiach, with the coming of Messiah? The Mashiach will be Mashiach ben David. Mashiach coming, Messiah coming from the house of David, which comes from Yehuda, which comes from Judah. The name Yehuda is Yud and He and Vav and He, the Tetragrammaton, with a dollar in the middle. It's the name of God, that oneness, that unifying, that unifying force, with the letter Dalit, which has a numerical value of four, 
the four will be transformed into one. That is the world of multiplicity will turn into a world of oneness. How will that happen? It will happen specifically through Mashiach, but there are two Mashiachs. The Talmud tells us this is Mashiach from the house of Joseph, which is the first Mashiach, who will be killed in battle, and then there's Mashiach from the house of David, the two of them together, which is what we read about in next week's Parsha. By Yigash Elav Yehuda, Yehuda comes to Joseph. On one level, Yehuda is negotiating with Joseph to allow Benjamin, their brother Benjamin, to go back to their father. On a deeper level, it's the bringing of the two together, the two Mashiachs coming together. That ultimate oneness. So what happens? Yaakov sees, he understands. He understands what's going on. It's not just that I find out my son's alive and I'm going down to Egypt to get some food and live there, live out my days. No, no, no. He understands this is the beginning of an exile that's going to culminate in four more exiles and the ultimate oneness at the end. What do I need to do? I need to send Goshna. What's Goshna? Goshna, Gimel Shin Nun Hei. Gimel is Gufni. I need to send Yehuda, who represents Mashiach, to, to be able to help the Jewish nation survive the Gimel, which is Gufni, the physical subjugation of the Persians. The Shin is the, the intellectual subjugation of the Greeks. The Nun is the spiritual bondage of the Babylonians. And the He represents the all-catch-all subjugation and uh, spiritual decimation that is attempted by the Romans. He sends Judah there to Joseph, the two Mashiachs together, to help us withstand all these challenges through all these days. That is what's going on. That's why it's Goshna. It's not to Goshen. I'm sending you here to get us to the end of the days, to the end of Mashiach. That's what's going on. You study a, sto- a story in the Torah. It looks like a very straightforward, simple story. It's not simple at all. There's incredible depth. But says the B'nai Yisrael, now we understand the concept of a dreidel. What are the letters written on the sides of the dreidel? Nun Gimel Heishin which we know stands for Nes Gadol HaYasham, a great miracle happened there in the land of Israel. But on a deeper level, he says those are the exact letters that represent the four exiles. Nun is the, the, the spiritual subjugation of the Babylonians. The Gimel is the, the physical bondage of the, the Persians. The He is the catch-all of the Romans. And the Shin is the intellectual bondage of the Greeks. We take the we take the dreidel. We have four sides, four levels of subjugation, but there's a there's a, a there's a point at the bottom that brings it all together. How do you spin the dreidel? There's a little handle on the top in the middle, and there's a little point that everything comes to a point on the bottom. That's us. Everything everything circles around us. Everything's about us. We bring everything together. The four disparate parts we bring together, and. The numerical value, this is amazing, and you'll have to take a pen and paper and find on your own time to be able to do this, because I don't have time to go through with you now. Nes Nun Gimel Shin, which stands for these four exiles. Nun is 50, numerically, in the Gematria. Gimel is 3, which gives you 53. Hay is 5, which gives you 58. Shin is 300, 358. Mashiach, the numerical value of Mashiach, Mem is 40, Shin is 300. Yud is 10, and Ches is 8, it's 358. Who are we battling with bringing the Mashiach? We're battling these four four subjugations, but we're also battling the Nachash, the serpent that started everything. Nachash is Nun is 50, Ches is 8, Shin is 300, again 358. Our 358 of holiness is going to undo the four exiles and the serpent that started it all. And how does that happen? 
with Hashem Melech, Hashem Molech, Hashem Imloch. God was king, is king, and will be king. If you take the, the Tetragrammaton, which is Yud and He and Vav and He is 26, Tetragrammaton mentioned three times in a verse, 26 times three is 78. Melech, king, has a numerical value of 90. 90, it says God was king, is king, that's Melech twice. 90 times two is 180. 180 plus 78 is 258. Yimloch, is 100, 358. God was king, is king, and will be king. That's 358. That's the ultimate, that's the ultimate purpose of everything. So this is the meaning of what we're experiencing in the, the partial we're going to read about next week. This is what we're experiencing on Hanukkah. And with Hashem's help, with God's help, we'll experience this speedily in our days. Have a wonderful Shabbat, a wonderful Hanukkah.